0: Hello and welcome to episode 37. I'm your host, mind-body expert and pain specialist, Molly Jager. Hi, how are you? It's nice to be here with you today. I've had a pretty wild couple of days, wild emotionally. (laughs) Not wild, not wild in like a fun sort of adventurous type of way wild in terms of the inner, you know, play park that your mind and your emotions are when you choose to dive in there. It's like like the roller coaster of your life. Welcome. <laughs> so I've been on that ride and I'm going to share a little bit about that with you because it relates to the theme of today, which is that wonderful thing that so many of us know not enough about, which is perfectionism. I'm going to talk about perfectionism today, which runs rampant in this, uh, as a personality trait amongst those of us who have a tendency to experience neuroplastic pain. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that because maybe you've already recognized it in yourself, and I'm going to offer a twist on how to think about it, which is, will uh, hopefully inspire you. And if you haven't recognized that in yourself, that's okay. You might in this episode, and then you will have acquired new levels of self-awareness that will inform you and help you. And before I dive into that, I'm going to make one announcement. You may want to know that I have currently one space available in my practice, and it's yours if you want it. It seems kind of crazy to think that you could just have gotten to know me a little bit through the podcast, or maybe even this is your first episode, and the idea that you could reach out and inquire about working with me. It seems so simple and yet odd at the same time, doesn't it? Because when you listen to somebody, it's like you almost meet them in some way, you kind of get to know them in some way, and then there's another hill to kind of step over to actually reach out and make that connection, and reach out and communicate in that way. So of course, whenever I work with somebody, it has to be a mutual decision where we both feel like it's right, where we both feel like it's actually gonna serve you, and that I'm the right person to help you get to where you wanna go. And I'm a big believer in possibility. Even though I will just say a little caveat here is that it can get blown out of proportion and we can get caught in like ever searching, ever journeying forward to be better, to have more, to, you know, do more. There is that potential. But if we just kind of keep it a little bit simple and think about it in the context of change and creating a life and an experience of life that is a little bit more (laughs) enjoyable. I was going to say satisfactory, but we'll move a little bit beyond that. And to even imagine the idea of having a fulfilling life with a body that you enjoy living with, right? So when we envision or when we want change, it's hard to actually envision the change that we want. What we do is we tend to focus on the gap, right? We tend to focus on what we don't have, not what we might be able to create. The feeling inside our body and the thoughts inside our mind are very much preoccupied with the quote unquote problem that we're experiencing and so there's this feedback loop and it's very hard to get out of that feedback loop it's totally possible but the first thing is to recognize that you're in it that you're really struggling with this idea of what you want but really kind of stuck with I don't want this this is what it often appears as I don't want I don't have when dot 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 then I will dot 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 right? So there's this continuous reminder of what you lack and this is why it can be so wonderful to have somebody else's mind-body system enter into your mind-body system and create some novel movement in there to break up that pattern and to start to shift that thinking and to shift some of the action and the feeling around that pattern. So when it comes to pain, many, I have another podcast about this. What is it called? It's like, don't believe your status quo. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that one yet, you can look it up. So I won't go into it too much here, but I just want to say that when it comes to possibility, we're talking about making movements and change in a system that is very much designed to change, which is your nervous system. Your nervous system is designed to adapt. And there's lots of different things in here that we can pick apart, but I just want to leave you with that, that that's the actual nature of what you have to work with, that it's designed to be adaptable, and that it has adapted much more throughout your life without your specific intention than you might realize it's adapted with each change as you've moved through your life to the point then where you don't notice the adaptation that you've gone through. So when you put intention to it really there is a lot of possibility there and if you haven't really looked at the pain persistent pain or chronic pain that you've been struggling with through that lens then then you may be missing that piece, which is part of the total pain pattern. And understanding that component of the thoughts and the beliefs and the brain loop, you know, the thought loops, understanding that and connecting those dots can be really incredibly impactful on your pain pattern and your experience in your body. So if that's something that interests you, then this spot that I have open might be just a thing for you. The way to reach out is gonna be, of course, a number of links are in the show notes. If you are connected to me via Facebook, you can find me that way. You can send me a direct message, you can email me at Molly at move and you can fill in the contact form on my website and we can just chat a little bit and Let's talk and let's see what's going on with you and what you're hoping for. All right. That was a little bit of a pre-podcast, but I'm actually going to make this really short. (laughs) You've heard me say that before, but no, this one is going to be. So perfectionism. I actually can't trace this thought back, but I feel like it was... It occurred to me or came to me via somebody else. So unfortunately, I can't credit the exact person. I'm just going to say that it's part of the um, collective mind and that I've been sitting on it for a while and I'm bringing it out for you to have a look at and then you can take and do with it what you will. The first thing about perfectionism I want to mention is that It is a very common trait amongst people who have mind-body pain and neuroplastic syndrome because we are working above and beyond. But not only that, there is a reason that we feel compelled to work above and beyond that is not simply driven by pure curiosity, desire, and excitement. There's something else underneath there that is driving that need for perfectionism and that is it's that something underneath that creates or causes the experience of pain perfectionism feeds it and kind of confirms it but the perfectionism itself is not the actual problem it's part of uh, the collection of symptoms we would say I would say So that's the way I think about it. And for those of you who aren't sure, because you might not know if you have a perfectionist streak in you, I didn't. I thought I was just doing what needed to be done for all those years. I thought I just wasn't doing a good enough job for all those years. I thought that everybody else was just, didn't care as much, wasn't as invested as me, didn't have as much uh, to lose or gain as me. I didn't realize that I was striving for something that never had an end goal, that was never going to be complete. It was never going to be good enough or perfect. Let me just give you a tiny little glimpse into that more clearly so that you can kind of see how it might play out. For example, as a perfectionist, I wouldn't do things so often because I was afraid that I wasn't prepared enough. When I did my Feldenkrais training, I never worked on people because I wasn't good enough to provide the level of experience that I thought I should be able to or that I wanted to be able to see myself as providing. But how are you ever going to get better if you don't have experience? Yeah, my brain didn't figure that one out. (laughs) For many years, for many years I suffered with that kind of experience where I had a desire but couldn't take the first few steps because my perfectionism would shut me down. So you might experience it in that way. You also might experience it in the way that you have things that you're engaged in and that you do and you review it again and again and again. You do it once and then you do it again and you fix it again and you go back and you tweak it And you perfect it, right? Because you're like, it's not perfect. It could be better. And you do that again and again and again. And you get stuck creating a lot of work for yourself in a few places because you're drawn into this notion that it's not yet perfect. And this is the way that the mind of a perfectionist works. There is no end because perfect is always a moving target and it's because as long as the underlying cause is there which i will talk about in a minute as long as that's there it will be feeding the perfectionism it will be creating this need to see uh, to see lack to see fault to see not enough it's like putting on a pair of glasses that are blue shade and then it that colors your entire world it's your internal filter so it feels like it's just right like it's just reality when in fact it's your perspective and nothing more so perfectionism comes about from two main reasons there is first the underlying cause which Yes, I will get to that in a moment. And also, it's this simple mistake that people make because they aren't aware of the underlying cause or how to get at it, which is that you mistake your actions or your performance or what you do with who you are. Or you mistake the value of or your perceived value of your output with your perceived value as a human being. So we try to create internal value with our external actions and performance. Not value in the sense in for the world to enjoy, but we try to create a sense of personal value by performing or doing to such a degree that people look upon us and say, wow, you are so awesome. Or we can look upon ourselves and think, wow, I am so awesome. But does that ever happen to the perfectionist? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we think we might achieve. But have you ever experienced that through striving for something with perfectionism? Have you ever experienced looking back on yourself and thinking how awesome you are? Unlikely. (laughs) Usually that happens once you drop the perfectionism and you're like, dang, I've done some good shit and I didn't even know it, right? Dang, wow, okay. And then you have to get used to that and that's uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, so that's the the main thing, right? Mistaking who you are with what you do. Are you doing that? Okay, and the underlying cause is essentially this question, this internal unknown that you sit with, which is... Am I good enough? Do I have value? Am I a good person? I think I am, (laughs) but really, am I? And these are very challenging questions to sit with when you don't have a ready answer. Your brain and your subconscious wants to jump to an answer, wants to jump into doing to fill that space that opens up that very scary idea because we think if we can't come back with a ready answer, it may suggest that those fears may be true. So perfectionism is, are you ready for this? This is the twist. It's a coping mechanism to deal with that internal uncertainty that hasn't been answered yet, that question. However, there are alternative ways to answer that question that don't involve you running around, trying to do everything and be everything until you fall down exhausted only to sit with anxiety and worry that you didn't do enough well enough. right? There's an alternative way. Are you ready? I'm going to share it with you. I've learned how to do it. It's changed my life. I can't embody it all the time, right? I'm not Eckhart Tolle (laughs) or the Buddha. I'm just a person like you. And you can do it too. The way that you answer that question is to sit with that question and breathe. You go to that question instead of running away from that question. You go right to it. And you sit, and you breathe, and you feel, and you sense, and you breathe some more. You don't try to figure it out. You don't try to make it go away, or stop, or change. You just sit with it, and breathe. Don't forget that breathing part. (laughs) It's really helpful. (laughs) In fact, it's actually essential. It is breathing helps you to feel because guess why? It's the answer. It really is. Breathing is the answer. So the way to move forward with this is wide open. You can go right there or you can take a scenario that feels challenging to you and you can sit with it. Take it, you know what it is, it's in your mind, you're struggling with it, you don't wanna let it go, it's niggling. Take it, hold it, feel it, sense it, and breathe multiple times. Keep breathing. Don't stop breathing. (laughs) Uh, Breathe in and out and feel the effects of sitting in the presence of yourself. It's a beautiful thing. I highly recommend it. So that's what I have for you today. Perfectionism is not a problem. It is a coping mechanism that comes out of an underlying belief or fear that you aren't enough in some way. And that fear is active and you have a response to it. And that response is designed to protect you from those scary thoughts. And that's okay. Yet, you also might want to change something about that pattern. And remember, the first step to changing is always awareness. Just by being aware, you create change so you don't have to make it happen remember it's about being with it it's about a willingness to be with your awareness and explore not what you can do but what it has to offer you have a wonderful week and i'll talk to you soon Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I thoroughly enjoy these conversations, which is how I think of them. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Spread the word, let people know. You can share it on social. You can leave a comment, give me a review. Let me know you're out there and listening. Now, early on in the episode, I do remember that I mentioned about telling you something about my personal story of the weekend. And guess what? I'm not gonna because I forgot and I'm not going to go back and re-record and make sure I fit it in because that would be me trying to be perfect. And so instead, I'm just going to be imperfect for you. (laughs) Okay, if you are interested in working with me, please check out the links in the show notes. Contact me at molly at move to nourish.com. that's move T-O, nourish.com you can find me on facebook and direct message me there or instagram and my handle on instagram is move to nourish with the number two a little bit different there so all those ways that you can reach out to me and as i mentioned these are just ways to start the conversation going and make a connection, ask some questions, and find out if it's something that either of us feel like it's good to move forward with. All right. I hope to speak to you because I like you and I like speaking to you. I hope to hear from you in some way. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon.